Hallelujah. What a great day. What a great day God has given us. We're here to bless His name. We're here to bless His name. He is worthy. Could we pray together? You just pray in your heart and I will lead us in prayer for those that are ill today, those that are not able to be here today. Father, we thank you that you are the great and mighty God. There is none other beside you, Lord. There is none other beside you. You're Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals all our diseases. Father, we pray for those of our congregation and those who are listening by computer, by streaming, and all those other things that are ill today. Father, we pray for them. We pray for a complete restoration of health and strength. We pray for people all across this land, oh God, today that are afflicted with this virus. We ask you, Father, in Jesus' name, that you would move by your power to cause this thing to leave us, O oh God. To leave us, O oh Father. It's not hard for you, Lord. You said, is there anything too hard for the Lord? And our reply is, no, there is nothing too hard for our Lord. We bless you, Father. We pray for those, Lord, our missionaries today. At least two of them needing the hand of the Lord to touch their bodies and restore them to health and strength. We lift them before you now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this day that you have made, Lord. We will be glad and rejoice in this day. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice. We will rejoice and be glad in this day. Hallelujah. What a wonderful God we serve. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we pray for Pastor today that you would complete the healing of his body in Jesus' name. You know exactly what he needs and we lift him before you, Father. Thank you for it. Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for it, Lord. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Let me thank all of you here. Let me thank all of you here for your faithful contributing to our ministry, our work here. We believe we're doing what God has called us to do. And that's the one thing that matters more than anything else. Thank you for your faithful contributions. You can see on the screen that there are a number of ways to give. Those of you out in our audience that we don't see, thank you for your faithful, faithfully blessing the assembly. Thank God for His goodness. He knows exactly what we need. 
He knows exactly what we need. God bless you as you give. to everybody. Good morning. I have the privilege this morning to bring in up our speaker who will minister the word of God on this morning. Minister Dexter Ross is married to Miss Rita Hall Ross and they have six beautiful children. Minister Dexter Ross answered the call of God at a very young age and has been preaching and teaching the word of God for more than 20 years. He has served as music and youth minister for many years and is currently the worship leader at the Gospel Temple Worship Center here in Florence. Minister Dexter has a passion to see the body of Christ fully equipped and functioning the way Christ has called us and ordained us to do so. Amen. So this morning, as we get ready to receive the word, open your hearts, open your ears, open your spirits to receive what God has to say unto us through Minister Dexter Ross. We welcome you this morning to the assembly platform to minister the word. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, my brother. Hallelujah. I trust you could hear me. Everyone could hear me out there. Hallelujah. It is truly a great honor to stand before you. I never ever take this uh, lightly when it comes to uh, sharing God's word. I want to thank God for Pastor Denham and Sister Judy for your faithfulness to God. Amen. And uh, thank God for Pastor even in his absence. Uh, you continue to lift him up, lift his family up. I thank God so greatly for my brother and uh, for what God is doing in his life and the life of all of you here. Amen? I'm so grateful uh, for his, his faithfulness to us. Uh, words cannot express uh, my gratitude uh, for what God has done, for who he is, and who he continues to be. And my prayer this morning is that God speak. Let's, let's, go to his, uh, let's go to him in prayer before we even get started. Father, I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful for your presence here, your spirit here. I trust that we've rendered worship and praise unto you, God, that is becoming of a king. Not just a king, but the king of kings and the Lord of lords. We want to honor your presence. We want to honor you here in our midst. I'm so grateful, God, and I yield every part of me to be used by you. Let your spirit move, speak through me, God, flow through me, O oh God, that, that every single person here, not a single person will be untouched, O oh God, but let us all be touched by your word. 
Let me speak it, God, with accuracy, with precision, and with the power of your Holy Spirit. I give you glory. I give you the honor, the praise, and the thanks. In the name of your Son, Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Come on and give God some praise. Hallelujah. 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 I know God is doing such a, a wonderful, fun, wonderful work, uh, not only here, uh, but in the body of Christ. Uh, but I, I am absolutely convinced there is so much more. And I know we are living in that time. You know, there's a lot of people that says God is getting ready to and he's about to and we're trusting God for the. And I'm here to let you know, folks, it's here. All right. Now, whether you're experiencing it or not, that remains the question. But the Spirit of God is moving. He's in the latter-day overflow. There's miracles upon miracles being done all across the world. Amen? The question is, how ready are you to jump aboard? I'm just so grateful. I, I, I watched uh, last week as uh, my brother shared on the power of the blood. Amen? And I was just, uh, just thrilled uh, because you know me. I absolutely, totally love the Word of God. Amen? Uh, that scripture that says faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word is not just the casual hearing or the audible sound, but of uh, uh, receiving, understanding the word of God. It says faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Your faith is built when you're uh, taught the word of God. So I am just, every time where the word of God is being preached and taught, and taught, I, I'm just excited about it. And then uh, I heard my sister talking about not abandoning hope. I got a chance to look at that this morning. Just awesome. Amen. And I was just trusting God uh, what, what to say because I believe that every time uh, I'm called upon to share, there's something specific God wants to say. Right? Because I never take it uh, lightly. And, and, and I, I just feel uh, he, he's directing me in, in, in this particular area. If you want to give it a title, it would be uh, releasing explosive faith by the word and the spirit of God. Amen. For those of you who've known me now, uh, uh, I'm, I'm just overwhelmed with the goodness of God. Uh, Pastor Denham and Sister Judy knew us when I was this big. And, you know, I've been preaching the word for as long as I can remember. Uh, brought up and raised on the uh, dad and mom and just, just, just remarkable uh, what we've seen uh, the, the, in the moving of God. Just, just words cannot express the things they've instilled in us and seeing their lives. You know, and just brought up in that kind of environment. And I've been preaching for a long time. Some of you might have heard this for a while. For, for a long time. But it wasn't about two years ago, or maybe two and a half, when something happened in my life. And just changed everything for me. You know? And I look back to pre that time, and it wasn't like I didn't uh, believe in God's word or understood God's word. But I would like to call it a transformation from most of it being up here to it all shifting down here. And it dramatically changed who I am. Uh, it has changed me to the point where I have now uh, 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 vowed to God that I will live my life without limits, no limits. Amen? Because this is what God told me. He said, I've called you to an unlimited life. Whatever the enemy, you are supposed to live without limitations. Amen? And when it went from here, there's a few other things that happened along that same time. And it just transformed my life. 
So uh, you may hear me speak a lot on faith and understanding God's word. That is because uh, at that time, I believe the Holy Spirit told me something, and I, I believe it on my heart. He told me that over 90% of the body of Christ today are living, and they really do not understand what Christ did on Calvary. They really don't understand. I almost heard the Holy Spirit audibly told me that. He said over 90%, not the world, because oftentimes we need to, it's easy to focus on what's going on in the world. But God says, my church, my body, over 90% of them going to church Sunday after Sunday don't have a clue what it means to live this full life. That's why I have this passion to see the body of Christ operating as the body of Christ. Amen? So I want to talk to you about releasing explosive faith. Turn with me uh, to John 15, 7 and 8. John 15, verse 7 and 8. And I trust uh, many of you have probably heard this before. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what you will and it shall be done. So remember our title, Releasing Explosive Faith by the Word of God and by the Spirit of God. Amen? You need the Word of God and you must have the Holy Spirit. It goes hand in hand. When Christ came... He, the Bible says uh, the Spirit of God was given to him without measure. Only time in the Bible we see that, right? And he is the living word. And everything he quoted, he said, this is my father said. So he came to fulfill uh, the Lord or to fulfill the word of God. So John 15 said, 7, if ye abide in me, if you live. That word abide means to live and dwell. Amen. And he says, my words abide or live and dwell in you. Ye shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Now, I've always had the analytical mind. I like to study. I like to look at things beyond the surface value. And when I read this for the first time, the first thing that came in my mind was, Father God, I just don't see this in the body of Christ. I don't see the vast majority of Christians asking what it will, what they will, and it shall be done. Amen? Now, let's go on to verse uh, 8. He says, if that wasn't enough, Jesus says, herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. Those words are linked together. Ask him what you will and it shall be done. He says, when you're able to stand, first of all, when you're able to have my word oozing out of you, living and dwelling inside of my word, and having it, you know, he says, when you live and dwell in me and my words are filled, you know, in, in your very being, he said, you ask what you will and it shall be done. And he says, in so doing, that brings glory to my name. Now, here's something that's happening we all know in the last uh, month or several months what's been happening in the United States and in the world, right? If 2020 were to stop right here, it's already a year for the books, right? A year to remember of all the things. And in the midst of all of this, once we have so many questions, so much upheaval, things that are going on, you know the question that remains in my mind? Where is God's church in all of this? And in case you're wondering what I mean, the church, I don't mean a group of people that come in a building. I'm talking about the people who are supposed to be the body of Christ. Amen. Where are we in all of this? Now, I, I, 
you know the way I am. I've got to proclaim the word of God. That is what makes me who I am. Amen. Now, I want to show you something. He says, he is glorified when we're able to live that way. So now I want to ask you, over the course of your life, prior to this moment, this day, right here, right now. Has your life been about abiding fully in Christ? Having him abide completely inside of you and asking what now? Here is where a lot of time God's children gets thrown off. Right? Because the enemy. Right? In the midst of all this revelation that God began showing me something new. One of the most powerful things he told me. Hosea 4, 6. He says, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. And I know the last time I preached, I probably said that. And if you hear me a hundred times more, I'll probably be saying that. Right? Because that's what the Spirit of God told me. He says, the church would find all kinds of reasons for why things are not happening. He said, we're not praying enough. We need to fast more. And He says, that's not what's killing my church. Now, understand now, God says, he didn't say... My people are being hurt. He didn't say my people are being distressed. He didn't say my people are... He says his people, his people are being destroyed for lack of knowledge. Now you've got to ask yourself, if you belong to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, the most powerful being, how is it possible that he could turn around and say you're being destroyed? Not because you're not mine, because you are. But simply by what you do not know. Now, it rises on the heels of this. He began to speak to me. He says, the most powerful weapon the enemy has against the church from the beginning until this time, it is still the most potent weapon. You know what it is? Ignorance. Ignorance is the number one and the most potent weapon the enemy has against us. My brother spoke about the powerful blood of Jesus Christ. All that Christ did, why you think we're not experiencing that? Is because we don't know? Or is it because we don't want all that Christ did? No. Most times, we just simply don't know. That is why I have this passion that every time I stand before God's people, I've got to declare the word of God to you. My prayer every single day, I think I was sharing with the family not too long ago, Every single day you need to be praying. Say, God, give me a revelation of who you are in your word and who I am. Because I promise you, if you ever got that revelation of who God is and who you are, it will change your life the way it has changed mine. Amen. So now, the most potent weapon is ignorance. Because the enemy, and I'm going to make a bold statement, but it's a true statement, guys. The enemy cannot, not will not, absolutely cannot defeat you if you understand who you are and live that way impossible flat out impossible why because god has given us from the beginning the authority on this earth we're supposed to be the ruling authority in this earth every single thing has got to come on our feet when adam and eve messed up they gave that away but christ came we're talking about the blood of jesus when he shed his blood on Calvary, he restored us back to that position of complete domination. If he did that and we understand fully, then you would know that the enemy remains under your feet. That's why Jesus says, the only place he should be able to bruise is your heel. Last I checked, my heel was on my foot. 
So the question remains, if the enemy is bruising you any place other than your feet, you need to check yourself. Amen? So now, I want you to understand that because somehow the enemy has tricked us and that's what he's always doing. From the beginning, how did he get to Adam and Eve? He didn't come and say, let's pull our shirt off. I'm going to fight you. God has given you this planet. I want it to... No. Why? He couldn't. Because the dominion was given to Adam. So what did he do? He had to do what? He had to trick Eve. Right? And from that point to now, that's why he's called the father of what? Lies. The great what? Deceiver. Right? Because he cannot win against us any otherwise when we know who we are. And I'm going to prove it to you this morning. Now, John 16, 7. In case something else you're going to understand about me, I hope you have something to write with because I will give you lots of scriptures. Amen? When I leave from here, you may forget everything I've said. But if you have the word of God, it will always remain. 120 years from now, I'll be dead and gone. But God's word, should he tarry, it will still be there and it will be just as powerful as it is today. Just as powerful as it was 120 years ago. Amen. John 16, 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. Now, this is Jesus talking, right? He says, nevertheless, I tell you the what? Because he is the way, the truth, and the life. Let that marinate for a second. Because oftentimes, I don't think we let the word of God marinate. We read stuff and we, oh, hallelujah, praise God. Get our shout on. But I need you to understand this. Jesus, who is the truth, just told you, I'm getting ready to tell you another truth. And he says, it is expedient or it is profitable. It is advantageous for you, meaning us, the body, that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him on to you. Amen? I've added that so you could understand how important the Holy Spirit is. Because remember our title, Explosive Faith, releasing it by the Word of God and by the Spirit of God. Right? And in case you're wondering, and I didn't even give the scripture. In Genesis, the Word of God declares that the earth was without form and void. And it says the Spirit of God moved on the water. Amen? The Spirit of God. And as God spoke, the Spirit of God made it happen. Amen? Now, if that wasn't powerful enough, he says he breathed into man. Now, I want you to stop to think about this for a second. Does God have lungs and, and a nose and a nostril that he needs to breathe? Like, you think God is sitting around and the Holy Spirit might come back and hold his nose and stop? I'm not, I can't breathe. Huh? So this wasn't talking about just physical breath. He was talking about the same, oh my God. The same spirit that's inside of him. This not about any of the other animals. He says he breathed and man became a living soul or an eternal soul. Amen. And if you look throughout the Old Testament many, many times, it speaks of the spirit of God coming on people. Right? Why? Because after the fall of man... We were separated. This same spirit that was supposed to be with us and abide in us was separated because of sin. Right? 
And that's why we had these elaborate laws and sacrificial laws in the blood of Lamb. And Christ came and says, look, I want to do away with all that. I want to give you the real thing. Because the Old Testament was about types and shadows and, 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 and things that were to represent what was to come. So Christ came and says, I am shedding my blood. I'm restoring you back. Understand it to the exact position I created you for. And on top of that, I'm going to restore my spirit here on the earth. He says, he's not only coming to be with you, but he shall be in you. Right? So now, you need to understand this. Romans 8, 11, We talked about the spirit of God. Right? We see here. He says, it is important, it is advantageous that I leave, that you could have the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, but if the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead, dwelling you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. The same Holy Spirit that raised up Christ from the dead... It's supposed to be dwelling inside of you and quickening your mortal meanings, the body you're in right now. When we die and go to heaven, we're not going to have a mortal body. And he says he's supposed to quicken which body? Your mortal body. Your body right now. Right? So we're supposed to have this Holy Spirit. In Romans 8, 40, which I didn't give him, right? For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the what? Sons of God. Paul, writing to the Romans, he says, when we are led by this spirit who is in us and with us, we are become the sons of God. Uh, John 12, 1, but as many as received him to them, give he power or authority to become the sons of God. So now, if we're supposed to live like the son of God, act like the son of God, because we are now one of his sons. Right? In every single situation you face, it is God's plan that you treat it exactly the same way Christ would have treated it if he was here. You know, years and years ago, I don't know whose brilliant idea it was to come up with the bracelets. WWJD, what would Jesus do? And you know what? Looking at what was happening, it was a joke. Yep, I said it. Because if you face a situation that the enemy comes... In, and, and, and Folks, I'm not here to offend. I, my job here is that when I leave here, you would be so charged. You would be like, my goodness, God. My, find me something to get at, God. Because that is the plan of God. Amen. Yeah, we made the bracelets and the WWJD, but all it was, it was a farce. I believe the Holy Spirit was on the sidelines saying, okay, yeah, yeah, you get it. Now, how about do it? In every single situation you face, you need to be, oh my goodness. Whether you get a phone call about bad information, whether the doctor tells you something, you're supposed to say, in this situation right here, how is Jesus supposed to handle it? Or how would he have handled it? The thing is, many people don't know. And I'm glad you don't know, because I'm going to show you. Hey, right? God has called you. He says, you haven't chosen me. He said, I have chosen you and ordained you. You understand? 
We were chosen and ordained. He said that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit would remain. That whatsoever you ask the Father, he may do it for you. See, scriptures like that, the best, best body of Christ, we don't want to preach like that. Why? It, it, man, this is too tough right here. I, I, I can't do that. So let me stay away from that right there. And some more hollering stuff that you could shout on. Ah! And then walk out there and the devil is waiting by the door like this for you. So, so you did some hollering this morning. You, yeah, you got your praise on. Come on. I got something for you to praise about. Bam! And something hits you and all of a sudden, oh God, let me see what, the, what this one got to say about it. Let me call this one. And the spirit of God should be inside of you and said, no, the lion of the tribe of Judah lives inside of you. How would he approach this situation? Believers, I'm telling you, when the spark starts inside of you, now, we all are at a different level. The Bible says each one was given the measure of faith, right? We all received the measure. But I'm here to let you know that measure is supposed to grow. I've heard it so many times. I've heard preachers got up and said, look, he said, all you need is the grain, a grain of mustard seed faith, and you're going to do... No, 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 he never said that. All you need is faith, the size of... No, he never said that either. Jesus says, if you have faith as a mustard seed. The next scripture on, he described that mustard seed. He says, take now the mustard seed which is the smallest of all the herb seeds but once planted it brings forth into this mighty herb that even birds could make the nest inside of it he says once you understand how explosive faith is and it is planted inside of you and the spirit of god begins to water it and you understand it coupled with the word of god you've got something that the enemy will never be able to stop Paul broke about the whole armor. He says he went through the word, he went through everything. And then he says, above all, put on the armor of faith, the shield of faith. Now, many of you know, I am just, when it comes to faith in God's word, I am just head over heels. I get super, I could sit there and talk about God's faithfulness and his people putting faith in who he is I, I, all night. Why? Because the Holy Spirit did something inside of me. Every time I face a tough situation, it's like I hear the word of God telling me, all right, this is what you were built for. This is who I am inside of you. Amen? And I, I, I would tell you stuff this morning that would completely blow your minds. Does it mean I'm extra special than anybody else? No! I just got a revelation of who God is and who I am, and I will never let that go. You've heard me say that before. I will never go back to living as a regular person. Never. It's not going to happen. Why? I'm having too much fun living like the Christ that God said I'm supposed to live like when he was here. Now, I entitled this Explosive Faith. The Holy Spirit came to me a while back and he says this whole concept about explosive faith. I don't know if anybody have the definition of an explosion. But when I googled it, here are some of the things it said. 
Now, this is before I did this now. The Holy Spirit just began to tell me, your faith should be explosive. And I was like, yeah, it sounds great, bro. Explosive faith. He said, I want you to dig a little deeper. That's more than just a shouting point, you know? You know, you got points. Oh, God, that sounds so good. He said, yeah, after the shouting is over, I want you to see why I want your faith to be explosive, Dex. So I look. Explosion. A violent, destructive, shattering or blowing apart of something. A violent and destructive shattering or blowing apart of something. A violent expansion in which energy is transmitted outward as a shock wave. When I began to read that, that scripture came to mind about us. The scripture that says, we suffered violent, but the violent take it by force. He says, I, I didn't call you to this hallelujah, let's shout and hold hands kind of faith. He says, when you put your faith to test, everything the enemy has should be shattering. Amen. You hear what I'm telling you? Absolutely shattering. But why isn't it happening in the body of Christ? Why are we afraid like everybody else is afraid out there? Because we're bad? No. We just don't know. We just do not know. Right? So he says, this is how your faith in me, in my words, with my Holy Spirit is supposed to live. Now, the word of God is completely interconnected. There's nothing out there that's freestanding. Right? All of God's word is connected. Amen? So I'm just giving you a segment. There's, there's a whole list of stuff that came with this message that I studied to prior. Where the Holy Spirit showed me about understanding, you know, faith. But remember, I talked about releasing expect, explosive faith by the word of God and by the spirit of God. Right? Now, you've heard this before. About words. And there's many other scriptures that I'm not even going to touch on this morning. Because I was like, Father God, I just need to give you just the one you want me to give him this morning. So, Mark 16, 20. Mark 16, 20. When you got it, say amen. And they went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. How many of you heard that before? Here's a powerful revelation on that scripture. As believers, we're supposed to have signs following us. Amen? Amen. Hey, let me clarify that. Good signs. Many of us do have signs following, but not the kind that God is like, oh, don't let that sign follow you. Right? Why it is, as the church, and you know I'm going to keep saying the church because it includes all of us. I'm talking about the body of Christ. I'm not talking about the assembly. I'm talking about the body as a whole. He says, and they went for those his disciples... And those he had taught, they went forth and preached anywhere. 
The Lord working how? Right, let's pause there for a second. Oftentimes, we're expecting God to do some stuff. But here's another revelation the Holy Spirit gave me years ago. He said half, no. No, he didn't, I'm sorry. He said probably most of the stuff you encounter that we pray about, that we want, that you guys, this is what God's speaking to me, that you want me to do for you, it is stuff that I've already designed you to do for yourself. When Christ died and went to the, and sat beside the Father, right? On the cross, he said, it is finished. What is this finished? He says, what he had to do, he did it. He's done. He's given you now the authority to make things happen. Whatsoever thing, things you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. We're sitting up here praying for God. To, God, please bind it. God said, no, I, I've done my, why are you asking me to do it? It's like your son or your daughter. You fix the meal for them. They're hungry, starving. You got a meal sitting out in front of them. They're looking at you like, uh, are you going to come and eat this for me? It's like, no. Oh, how about when you teach your kids to tie their shoelaces? And they're old. You've seen them, you know. Look, I've shown you how to tie your shoestrings. Go ahead and tie it. You know? Or, 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 or for those of you who like to go hunting, you know, you, you, you take a kid and you show them, man, he's a good shot. Pow, pow. You put the cross ears right there, you pow. And you show them a thousand times, they get out in the woods. There's a deer, daddy. Shoot it for me. I, you got a gun, right? I, I bought you a gun. I've spent countless hours showing you how to shoot. Go get that deer. Or better yet, the devil is coming. Oh God, shoot him. No, I bought you a gun. I've taught you how to shoot the devil. Go shoot that devil. Amen. Amen. So we're waiting on God to do things. And God is saying, I'm not doing a single thing. Because these are the... I'm trying to tread so lightly with you. But I have to tell you what God has been showing me. Because if... Paul says, how would they ever know? If they, in whom, you know, how can they believe whom they've never heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? How are you supposed to know this stuff? Yeah, read the word of God and ask him to uh, enlighten you, show you things. But as part of my job is to also what God has given me to show to you. So it is important. God has said, that's why... Because these are the questions I ask myself. I sit back and I said, you know, everything that's happening in the world, it is happening in the church, sometimes at even a greater rate. And I'm not talking about the good stuff. I'm talking about bad stuff. And I was like, God, why? Why is this happening? He says, you. I've given you every single thing. Thanks be unto God who causes us to triumph. Always. That's what that verse says. Always. But yet we walk around and we... People say, oh, I know you win some, you lose some. What? Where is that in God's word? Scripture and verse. Tell me where is this I'm supposed to win some and lose some? No! I have made you, and you should be more, I am more than a conqueror through Christ. I... 
You see, because, let me tell you folks, this wasn't me receiving this from God and pointing to other people. Oh, yeah, I see that one. Nope. When the Holy Spirit began giving me these things, I went straight to the mirror. Straight to the mirror. I said, nope. My wife will tell you. My daughters will tell you. I, I, I'm straight to the mirror. I must live that way. Must live that way. Must. I think I shared this the last time I was here. Several members of our family have suffered from asthma really bad. A lot of them don't know I had it too. Had my a beautiful roll in the cabinet that I had one at work in my locker in case stuff happened to me. I, oh, I got to breathe. When this began happening to me, that's one of the first things the Holy Spirit. I was in the bathroom brushing my teeth, breathing. And he says, now I begin giving you this revelation. When are you going to start acting like my son? Had the toothbrush in my hand and I kept looking at me, not nobody else, me. Because I'm one of those, I preach and I say, God, I've heard of miracles all around the world, but I don't want to stand and just declare about Smith Wigglesworth miracles or T.L. Osborne miracles or this. But I want to talk about what you've done for me. And the Holy Spirit says, right now, I died for you. You don't have to wait. You are who I said you are right now. I put my toothbrush down, rinse my mouth, and I look right in the mirror. I put my hand on my chest after today. Asthma, you will no, I mean, no longer touch my body. Amen. By his stripes, I, I was healed and I am healed. So after today, any part of me is illegal for you to touch in the name of Jesus. I spoke. Amen. After that, the Holy Spirit says, words are great. You mean it? Yeah. He said, now throw that stuff in the trash. I reached in there and grabbed that, you know, $70, $80, you know, stuff. And he said, yep. And I nailed it. Boop. I didn't just drop it in the trash. I threw it with violence. From that day to now. And this was about three years ago. Not a single asthma. Amen. Now, you may be thinking, that's great, Brother Dex. About a month ago, my wife would tell you, I was at work, you know, this not too long ago. And all of a sudden, I felt tightness in my chest. Started wheezing. <gasps> Here it is. This stuff hadn't touched me in a while. And right then and there, you know, that, God, that's what the enemy tries to say. Oh, it didn't leave you. Oh, it might be COVID. It might. <laughs> right there at work, immediately I could hear the Spirit of God says, no, it's not. You know who you are. You know who he is also. Right then and there, put my hand. No devil. It can't touch me. I already told you how it's going to go down. All right? Dad is never going to touch me again. I went home. Just, I didn't even think about it again. Got in bed. <gasps> Reason. Next morning, my wife said, Sweetie, you know you wheezed all last night? And I said, okay. That's all. I wheezed. Be- before I could even think about it, before the day was out, gone. Gone. And then so, let me go buy a next one just, just in case it came. No! I dictate what goes on in my body. And I spoke. No, 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 no. I already told you where you got to go. Not here. That is the way I treat every single situation in my life. 
Amen. If I walk, I mean from headaches, I have a splitting headache and I'm driving, immediately I begin to speak. Nope, nope. Jesus says, by his stripes, I was healed. Headache, you have no place in this body. In the name of Jesus, get behind me. You can't touch me. And I forget about it. Before long, by the time I get home, most times it is gone. Why? Because I've decided to be violent against the enemy. That is explosive faith I'm talking about. If you get nothing else I'm telling you this morning, leave here today and begin to ask God, God, give me a revelation. Right? Because me telling you is great, but you've got to get this inside of your spirit. You've got to get it. Just like I got it. And you have to, if you hadn't gotten it, ask God, give me a passion for it. Because I told God, God, I will not be one of those preachers to stand and tell you how to do it and I never, no. I want to experience this for myself. So when I stand before you, I'm going to say, look, let me tell you something. I do this every single, and it's not a one-time thing. Now, all right, let me, let me bring this in. That scripture we looked at, right? Here's a powerful thing about that. He says he confirmed the word with signs following. You know, part of the reason why the church isn't seeing the confirmation, we're not declaring it. God cannot confirm what has not been declared or preached. When I heard that, I was like, oh my God. He can't confirm it. We're too scared. We're tight-lipped. No, we, I might be put on the spot. That's what God wants. He cannot confirm what has not been declared. Something happened in your life and you know it's not God's will for you. And I'm not, I'm not even going to preach on that part about the stuff we accept. Maybe it's, I was talking to someone, this was years ago. He went to the doctor and they told him all A, B, and C and everything wrong you could think of. And you know what this guy told me? He was safe, sanctified. He said, who knows, maybe it's God's will that, he could, you know, that I go through this stuff. There's not a single scripture and if you find one for me, I'll be happy to look at it with you. Paul says, I might glory in my infirmities, but understanding, he says, his grace is sufficient. Jesus says, he went about healing all those who were sick and oppressed. Of the, all, not some. He says, by his, you know, in the Bible, there, there, there are about 10 different ways that God prescribe healing for us about 10 different ways pick any one of them but by all means pick one and receive what God has said is for you so one of the biggest defeated areas is we are too scared to declare it let me tell you something folks there's so many times I've encountered so many different people Especially with all this stuff going on. And I can tell you stuff that would blow you away. Where somebody said, oh, you better look out. And I remember telling somebody this at work. He said, no, you can never touch me. I said, what do you mean you can never touch me? I said, I just said it. It could never touch me. He said, why? Because I know who I am and I know who God is. And they said, what about me? I said, I, don't, I can't speak for you. You got to know who you are. I made a bold declaration. Why? God loves bold declaration when it comes to him. Why? He's going to confirm it. Every single time.
time. Get to the point where you take God's word and declare it boldly. Stand. If I got to stand before the whole country, I would declare God's word boldly. And you know what? I have no doubt. None. None. Not a single doubt in my mind that God is going to confirm it. Not, a, not one doubt. Why? Because he does it every single time. Now, Matthew 12, 36. Matthew 12, 36. Watch this. But I say unto you, this is Jesus speaking. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. The, one, the verse after that says, By thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Every idle word that men should speak. Now, I grew up hearing this, Sister Judy. I've read that verse many times. Mom used to tell us that, every idle word. I always took it to mean like, don't, don't, you know, don't say nonsense. God is watching you. Which is true. But the Holy Spirit brought this to me. I said, I want you to dig into that deeper. Dig into it. There's something in there. So I dug in. Watch this. The word idle there is the Hebrew word argos. Here is what it means, folks. It says, inactive, something that is inactive, that is unemployed, useless. I was studying God's word. Now, you guys have heard me before when it comes to scriptures like these. Time and time again, the Holy Spirit has been doing scriptures that we read every single day, and he's been showing me stuff in there that the average person used to read and go on. That's what I'm telling you. The most important prayer you can pray, God, give me revelation of your word. Now, he says, words that are unemployed, inactive, barren, idle, or slow words. Jesus speaking. He says, every time you make words that are useless, words that you don't employ. He says, you shall give an account thereof in judgment. Why is that so important? And then he says, by your words, not my... Listen, nobody's worthy here going to justify or condemn me. Only mine. Vice versa. Nobody's words going to justify or condemn you. Only yours. He says, because I have given you the... Oh my goodness, that's another set of verse. Where Jesus says, I'm giving you the keys. He says, I am the keys and I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom. Every single situation we face, there's the key to unlock it. Now, he says, one of those keys is my word. That's why I read that the first verse. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Now, with the Spirit of God dwelling in you, and you're supposed to have the word. That's why he says, fill your heart with my words. Why? Because when you practice speaking unemployed useful what god is saying don't you understand how powerful my words are supposed to be? oh my goodness how powerful your words are supposed to be ask what you will and it shall be done he says this is not something i've made i've made it so i shed my blood like preacher talked about last sunday so that you could now have access to the power of words I restored it back to you. So when you walk around and something happens to you and you talk like everybody else at work or you talk like every other person being destroyed, God is saying, that's idle. 
That's idle. That's nonsense. You're putting out words. You're not employing your words. He says, I've given you all kind of power, just like how I shaped the world. I spoke it, and it happened. I came walking on the, uh, this earth. I spoke it, and it happened. I've given you this authority, and you can't even speak my word. Instead, you want to talk like everybody else. By your words, you shall be justified, and by your words, you shall be condemned. Most people think this is when we die and stand before. Nope. Right here. Right here. Right here. I have made a commitment with my body and with my lips. You're not going to hear me speak something that's not God's will when it comes to situation in my life. You're not going to hear me say stuff like, man, boy, I'm broke. Nope. Never hear it. Never. Never. There's certain things I've made a pact now. Stuff you're not going to hear me say, how you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm sick. Never. Never going to hear me say, no more. Why? Because I understand the power of my words. I understand that I have the creative nature of God inside of me. Why? Because he said so. So if something isn't going on right in my life, what I'm going to speak is how I want it to be. Here's the problem with us. The church has got it all wrong. We say stuff like, well, we're speaking the truth. Who says so? Stuff happening to you, man. I, I, I'm, I'm terrible. I'm, I'm just speaking the truth. That's how I feel. Oh, when do we start walking by feelings? I thought the scripture says, I don't walk by feelings. I walk by faith. And you're wondering why things keep happening to you. All I'm doing is telling the truth. No, that's not the way it works. If you're driving a car, you don't say, well, it's going this way. I guess I'm just going on because it's the way. No, you tell it where to go. And when you do what it takes, it follows what you've told it to do. Oh, my goodness. Stop riding the railroad of life thinking it's supposed to take you wherever. Well, I'm just talking the truth. How you feel today? Man, I feel terrible. I'm just telling you the truth. It's not like I don't have faith. I'm just... Speak! Change it! Never! You're not going to hear me say that anymore. I, I'm, I'm sick. I'm, I'm, I'm torn. No! I speak to my body when I'm at work, wherever I am. I'm driving. I'm at the gym. Wherever I am. If something happens in my body that I don't like, I immediately correct it by my speech. Guess what, folks? Since God gave me this revelation, it has worked for me every single time. Every time. Every single time. So I'm not here telling you something that's, oh, no. Every time. Every time. Every time. You know, there, there, there was a certain situation, a certain person, the last couple of weeks, I, go to the, I, I grew to dislike. I was at the gym, you know, there are people you're going to dislike. That is the truth. Even God, I, I told folks, Christ said he loves everyone, but I'm here to tell you he does not like everybody. <laughs> but I was at the gym yesterday, working out. And I was listening to a message of Kenneth Hagin. And he was talking about everything functions in love. And he began talking about that. Look, don't even allow yourself to dislike someone or to hate them where you start speaking against them. 
even though they could very much deserve it. And I listen because that's what I do now. That's another side note, folks. You want stuff like this to happen in your heart, in your life, you begin to start filling yourself with the word of God and start kicking out the garbage. We want to sit around us and watch countless hours of who done who and do what, you know. Out of the abundance of the heart, your mouth speaketh. As he thinketh in his heart, so is he. You're wondering why it's hard for you to speak stuff? Why? You ain't got nothing inside of you. You can't give out what's not inside of you. I can only pour out from this bottle what is in there. All right? If I put lemonade in there, guess what? I'm pouring out lemonade. If I put beer in there, I'm pouring out beer. If I put water, I'm pouring out water. Our problem in the church is we want to fill our bottles with water and, and pour out wine. So, oh God, I want a miracle. No, it doesn't work that way. Not in that situation. <laughs> you speak to it, right? You got to put it in there so you're able to speak to it. So I was listening to that, Pastor Denham. And right then and there, I could hear the Holy Spirit speaking to me. He says, yeah, this is for you. He says, I've taken you on this journey. I'm constantly speaking. Here's something else I want you to change. Immediately. I didn't need to go home and have a four-hour prayer meeting. Let me go and fast. No, no, not me. I immediately in the gym, I said, God, touch my heart. I don't want to have ill feelings to this person no more. No, no. Why? Because this is your heart and your mind. And my prayer years ago is, God, I want your heart. I want your mind. How you think about a situation, I want to think about that situation. How you feel. Immediately, I began to profess it. Why? With my mouth. I confessed it. I will no longer have ill will. I don't care about this person, what they, not in that manner. But everything they do, whatever they do to try to hurt me, it will never work. Never. I will pray for them. Jesus says, Pray for those who despitefully use you. He said it's easy to love those who love you, but I'm calling you to a greater work. That is what I'm talking about, folks. Oftentimes as believers, we want to have, we want to pray about stuff, right? Pray that God help me to forgive. No! Forgive him! Right then and there. Confess it. Put it out there in the atmosphere. God, I will no longer hold Bobby or Sue or whoever in that light. Matthew 15, 11, and I'm bringing it in, folks. Here's another one. Not that which goeth into the mouth defileth a man, but that which cometh out of the mouth defileth a man. My wife and I were sitting there watching a preacher preach not too long ago. I think he made a mistake. He had this completely wrong. He said the opposite. And I was sitting there watching, and he said that all of a sudden I was like, what did he say? Rewind that. So we rewound it. Sure enough. What goes into you defiling you? Nope. I told my wife, I said, nope, that is not right. That is not the word. Watch it. What comes out of you defiles you. Now, watch this. The word defileth, right? The Hebrew words, koino. Here's what it means. To make profane, to call or make common unhallowed so Jesus says with what I've called you to live and my spirit inside of you your words are now supposed to be sanctified holy have great effect 
He says, when you speak those idle words and think that you should not be, you now make your words common. He says, you make your words, that's what that, that's what that word means, Jesus talked. He says, you make your words unhallowed. It don't have the same effect. So he says, you're almost, when you talk nonsense, and when I say nonsense, anything that's outside of God's word about who he says you are is nonsense. He says, you have now created yourself to be a walking paradox. He says, I died, I shed my blood, I've made you all of this, and now you walk around, and he says, I've given you extreme power in your words to change situation just by your words. And he says, when you talk outside of that, now you're saying, here's who I am, but I'm going to operate like this. And God says, that's what defiles you. That is what defileth a man. The Spirit of God is in the Word. Last verse, and we're closing. Very last one. Roman, Romans 10, verse 8 and 10. But what saith it? The Word is nigh thee, even thy mouth, and in thy heart. That is the Word of what? Faith, which we preached. Verse 10. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation understanding just like how here's this many of us if I ask you is it God's will for you to be saved you have no question is it God's will for everyone to be saved yeah yeah no hallelujah you confess it you actually believe it here's something your expression is in direct relation to your faith level Look at how you talk on a regular basis, and that is a direct relation to the level of faith you have. Amen? If something happened, you feel, oh God, I got to call three or four people and start a prayer chain, hallelujah, because I got to get, then that's where your faith was. Begin to let the Spirit of God permeate who you are. Change your paradigm change the shift of the atmosphere you're in it's a lot easier than many of you think it is stressful situation the enemy is coming at you in every single way he's coming at your home your marriage your job your health wherever begin to exercise your authority by allowing the Spirit of God to bring life and potency to that word of God inside of you. And folks, I am here to promise you, I promise you, you will see it happening in your lives too. Amen? This is not just for Dex or for, you know, for T.L. Osborne or, 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 or for whoever these great miracle people are. It is for all of us. He says, I have no respecter of person. So, you live that way. When you encounter situations, wherever you are, begin to live that way. When folks experience things in their life, let you be the one that they're, oh, let me call Mike, let me call Bobby, let me call John. 
Is it because John is pastoring a, a church of 20,000 or he went around the world healing? No. Because they know you and they've seen the power of God in operation in your life. Speak boldly and you will see God do it. Father, I want to thank you this morning. I know what I've shared, oh God, is your word. You've called us to live fearless, 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 fearless. Touch every person here this morning. Those who may be experiencing sickness or whatever, anything that the enemy brings to them. Give them a revelation of who you are, revelation of who we are in you. For you live inside of us, you dwell inside of us. The fullness of your power, your majesty, your power, your Holy Spirit lives and dwells within us. Therefore, you have not called us to a life of defeat, but a life that is victorious. Not some of the times, not part-time victorious, but you've called us to be victorious every single time let our hearts be filled with your love let us be filled with humility fill us with your compassion fill us with your love because all these things are also a part of who you are fill us with forgiveness for these things hinder your spirit moving in us I want to thank you this morning for everyone here let these words now that you've spoken through me be watered by your Holy Spirit and let it bring forth much fruit for you are glorified when we bear much fruit. The glory belongs to you. The praise belongs to you. In the name of Jesus I pray. Amen. Come on, give God some praise in this place. Give God some praise in this place. Give him praise. If there's anyone here, I know with all the stuff we have going on, I don't know where your faith level is. and I'm not here to put you in this spot. I'm not here to tell you your level of faith has to be where mine is. But if you're here, and one of two things, either you don't know Christ. Because if you don't know God, if you have not accepted what he did on Calvary, then... All that I've said, it doesn't apply to you. It'll never work for you. If that is you, then I want you just to slip your hands up. Or two, if you're here, you've accepted Christ. You've been living this life. But some of the stuff I said this morning, you didn't have a clue. And your prayer is, God, from this day, this day, I want you to write it in your notepad, your notepad, I am committed to live this triumphant, victorious life every day. Not just on Sunday afternoons, not after I hear a good word, but every day. And that is you. I want you to stand with me. In fact, everybody stand all over this place. I don't want to put anybody in the spot, but I do want you to leave here different. Amen. Lift those hands all over the place. Father, you know which ones. You know the ones right now 
who've heard the voice of your spirit and have made up their mind, they've drawn the line in the sand that they will no longer go back to being common or regular, but they will live a life victorious. Give them strength. All over this place, come on, you talk to him in your own way. Tell him, tell him, tell him, tell him, you believe it. You will not go back. Tell him, tell God, tell him. Make a bold declaration. Put it out there. Your words have power. Let the Spirit of God move you this morning. Declare it that you will forever stand on the Word of God. You will forever be led by the Spirit of God. You will declare the Word of God. And there will be signs and wonders confirming it. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. Father, you've seen our hearts cry. You know. For those that don't know you, let them come to understand. To repent of all their sins and to accept the work, the finished work of Calvary. That they could be welcomed into the house and into the body of Christ. And to live this blessed life. We give you praise, we give you thanks, we give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you folks. I just needed to share what God has given to me. And I know it will make a difference in your heart. I trust you live that way. Continue to live. Amen. Hallelujah.